Well then. Um, well then. Let's see. Haven't done this one in a while. Five. <laughs> Four. Three. Two. And, and one. one. Hello world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. <laughs> How about that? We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Monday nights, and of course, as you can see, Beth isn't here, so everything's <laughs> back to normal. She has a weird <laughs> schedule as usual, so, you know, what can we do about it? Either way, my name, in case you forgot, is David Auger. <laughs> I'm at MetalDave02 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined as always by Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the Happy Hour, at Happy Hour on Twitter.com, HappyHour.com, and at HappyHourPod on Instagram. Um, Yeah, so our last episode, unfortunately, came a day after the defeat of our beloved Montreal Canadiens at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who today vandalized the Stanley Cup, so has to oh, go to, back to Montreal for repairs. It's okay. <laughs> we'll repair the toys so the children can play again. Yeah, You're exactly. so welcome. Some weather thing happened uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, so they couldn't do their full uh, uh, celebration, so it's postponed until next weekend. So, whatever, I guess. Um... That being said, the only developments are major ones, of course, since last week. Some highlights. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the press availability for the post-mortem of the season. Yeah. The first time there's been a post-mortem after a cup final uh, since, you know, TVs turned HD. Yeah. Essentially, which is, you know, exciting. It's very different. Very exciting. Um. Some coach changes, you know, we'll talk about that. It's a big one with uh, UL Bouchard, the oh, traitor. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, huge, oh my God, I'm so upset about that. Um, And also, I'm trying to think, what else did I have uh, put up here? Uh, Some ideas for Ducharme and then Bergevin too. Kind of had some interesting things to say uh, at of media availability. So... Yeah. As usual now, we're getting back to our weekly episodes, an hour long, and we're going to try to do our best to fill it with Haps news. I'm sure this is going to be uh, not that difficult to do. So, Veronica, let's start off actually with a piece you wrote for the Happy Hour website. Yeah. So, I wanted to, much like when um, P.K. Subban got traded... And I was so devastated. Mm. Um, wanted to take a few days to to gather around, gather my feelings. Um, it's still, and it's still so surreal. Like we were just saying last week, like it's still, I have to go, Jesus, we, we just did that. Our team was in the final. Right? Three wins to go for the cup. It's incredible. It was, um, anyone that listens to the happy hour knows I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Not with the end of the regular season. No yeah. way. Oh, my Lord. It was five a, games at the end there. I mean, it wasn't even just those five games. I mean, those five games kind of was like, you know, let's put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. What's happening? Because that entire month leading up to the playoffs was like, I don't think they're going to make it. You know, yeah. but 
then things happened. Make it, they did. They did, and they made it in style. Wow. <laughs> what a piece of work. Just ask first. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, uh, the piece, please. Uh, the piece, yeah. So, it just kind of summarizes, um, you know, the playoffs. <laughs> because our team was in the final two standing. And it's still, like, just pinch me. I, it's like... I, I, I was listening to listening to Simon today, who Simon Salkis, friend of the podcast, Salkis, um, who said that he went he went out with his girls and his wife for game three, and he was telling them like take take this all in, take it all in, because it might not happen again in your lifetime. There's going to be thirty. Two teams now? That's right. You know, it's just going to get harder and harder. Um, although, I just, let's let's just get back there next year. Let's just hurry up and get back there. I'm expecting uh, the Habs to be a bit of a force now. With that being said, the entire Eastern Conference is also a force as well. Yeah, true. Boston is going to be good. Um Tampa Bay is still going to be good. Got to kind of figure out what what's going to happen to Tampa Bay in the off season, though, because they are now they are now officially over the cap. Once you know, yeah, and now things are going to be, um, you know, they're going to have to shed some pieces. With that being said, I never count out the Penguins. You know, maybe right. Philadelphia gets out of their terrible slump that they were in. Yeah, um, and um. Oh my God, I'm trying to think what other. I mean, we got DC to deal with. We got, you know, Ovechkin and all that. Don't let Ovechkin's a UFA. We haven't even brushed the topic of uh, the offseason yet because um, it just, as is, the East is going to be good and the Habs are going to have to fight tooth and nail every season to get back into the playoffs. But future's bright, as we've been saying for a while. Yeah, Montreal's good too. They, they just meet. Made it to the Stanley Cup final. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, they're good too. Um, now, so like, yeah, so Bergevin on Friday talked about what we talked about at around February of this year. I guess it was this year. Um, like, why aren't they? Why aren't they good? Yes, he like, had what, mentioned. What's going that. on? During the press availability, um, Bergevin said a lot of things that were a kind of, of things, uh, yeah. enlightening, of which one of them was, he was saying that, you know, the job's hard, as one would expect. Yeah. The uh, the spotlight of the Mont of the general manager of the Montreal is a red hot spotlight. It is the surface of the sun, and you're under scrutiny 24-7. We learned so much from this media availability that I didn't really think we would uh, get as much. I personally watched uh, Mark Dumont's stream on Twitch, and that was fantastic because during that big that out. during that during that big stretch between um, Evans and KK's availability or Anderson yeah. and KK, like it, it was like two or three it hours was like late. All day long. Yeah, <laughs> like it took him two or three hours to get KK on the podium. Whenever that was. Mark yeah. Dumont was just talking about everything, Habs. Everything. He was taking questions from stream from people on Twitch and everything. It was really great. Yeah. Um, 
so anyway, back to Bergevin, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, he said the job was hard, and he said, you know, he was very, very um, confident in the roster that he built. And he mentioned it. In the beginning of the season, great. That's what I expected. Yeah. Team's going to slump at some point. And that's yeah. what he expected, too. We're not going to win 82 games, no matter what Ashley says. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, crap. We can only get 160 points this season. But, yeah. um, no, uh, yeah, they got into the slump, and he pretty much said, I do not understand why they're not jumping back. And... <laughs> We were wondering the same thing yeah. <laughs> for many, many no points sense. of the season. But, um, you know, the, the topic has been beaten over its head already. The schedule. We're never going to see a schedule like that ever again. Yeah. Um, And just so many things with COVID in general. You know, I'm so yeah. looking forward to this regular season. That's yeah. going to be a regular season. Yes. Where we can... Give Ducharme a training camp. Give the, all the kids a proper training camp. And like all of the uh, prospects that we didn't even get to see in the playoffs. Like Elon and... Uh, 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 um, oh, God. Paling. Uh, uh, Paling, you know, we can see him. Josh Brook, uh, if he's still with the team. Oh, my God. I, I can't even think of all the black aces at the moment. But just a ton of them. A ton of them. Yeah. That we can see. Um, but there was something in particular with what Bergevin said that I was uh, surprised about. He was asked, uh, you know, if there are any talks about his contract extension. Because once you know it, his contract is up next year. And he said that he would honor the contract. Not a ringing endorsement. And he no. ended it at that. He didn't elaborate at all. That's it. That was it. And then when Engels, I think, followed up and insisted on that question, mm. he didn't, he said the same thing. I forgot what he said, but it was just like, okay. Yeah. He was, um, not, not the same was, question. Yeah. Same question. Pretty much. Mm. He was very succinct with it. Yeah. Um, and didn't really elaborate on it at all. Now, Veronica, you mentioned to us in the group chat, something that Gord Miller mentioned, uh, during the bubble. In 20, Last year's 20? playoffs. What year is this? Anyway, in 2020. Um, so Gord Miller, and I wrote about it in the article, in the article, whatever it is, my piece, um, that <clears throat> he, Gord, would work out in the hotel gym in the mornings, and Bergevang was there every single day. And um, Gord would, I can call him Gord. He's my friend. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Gordon Miller. He hates us, yeah. but he loves the, you know. <laughs> you weren't um, there. <laughs> Gord said that um, Bergevin was poking fun at him one day for skipping, skipping a day. And Gord says, like, you do this every single day. Like, you know, why do you do this every single day? And Bergevin said, because if I didn't, my job would kill me. Ringing and you endorsement. See how gigantic he is. Oh yeah, right? Bergevin is jacked. Every practically everybody on the Habs staff, in one form or another, is pretty jacked. Luke and it's, Richardson. It's a Ooh, meme. You. Yeah, Luke Richardson. Oh my god, that guy! You could throw a fridge at him and he'd catch it. Like <laughs> he's just like, you know. Oh my god, he has um, 
just huge. You know, he's sitting there at the staff thing. He's like, we play defense all the time. And, you know, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but, and you know, all those got, guys. Like, covered. He's like, I was looking at him yesterday. Which other general manager in the NHL looks like this man? None. Like Zero. nobody comes close. Zero. Nobody comes close. Zero. Like. Zero. Zero. I can't think of one. No, not one off the top of my head. So, I mean, style jacked and tatted. It's yeah. ready to go to freaking town. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> so that was um, that was an interesting thing too. Uh, the speculation is that the common speculation is that Molson may very well redo um the uh the tree of the hockey operations for the Montreal Canadiens and maybe make uh Bergevin like president of hockey ops and then I get saw that today too where 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 did we see that I saw that in general chatter on Twitter okay I can't cite it <laughs> as usual <laughs> But um, I saw it too, and I don't remember where. I saw yeah, it. and there was there was like a couple names being tossed around for uh, the general manager uh, replacement. But you know, this is you know I don't want to hang up my coats before I get hangers, and uh, and whatnot. Yeah. So we don't know. We won't know until next year when it actually happens. But um, you know, if uh, Bears event doesn't re-sign as general manager, eh, probably not too surprising. Why not? But if he moves to another team. I would be surprised. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if I, if I double, if I, if I'm thinking about that again, if he moves to another team, Hmm. It'll be interesting to see how all that plays out, but it was just one of the many things from the media availability that was like, Oh, yeah. that's a, that's a nugget of information. You Let's know, just get back and win it for him next year speculation station yes and i agree yeah. wouldn't that be awesome uh, we have to we just lived through something really special in mm -hmm. a very unique year and we should appreciate that oh by the way i saw um leaves Cause you know that Leafs fans are just like they're they're they they're just completely permanently damaged now. Permanently damaged. I think I believe I mentioned that last week, but I heard one guy saying because you know uh, Jeffler, that Leafs fan. Oh, I don't Jeff think Vayette. so. Jeff I don't Vayette. pay attention to those folks. Yeah, a lot of anyway. He what he he was slagging Mark Bergevin. Because they're they're so fixated on the regular season record of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh yeah, that's like that's how deep they have to dig. Don't you know that only the regular season matters? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> only the regular season matters. But um, participation trophies matter more. And so one one you know there was like going back and forth, and one guy says. Listen, at the end of the day, it's the exact same thing for the Leafs and the Habs. The exact same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, no, actually. The Leafs were eliminated in the first round in seven games after being up 3-1, and the Habs were in the Stanley Cup final. It's not the same. It's like, stop telling things. And just go, go away. Win around. 
win a round, win four games, win four games in the postseason. Try it. Anytime. Waiting. We're waiting with bated breath. Just, I think that they just feel like so. Oh my God, it's over. That they can just come and chirp us again. Nah. Mm -mm. Nope. I had a boss. Sorry. One time when I worked at that advertising agency, and he's moved to Toronto, but we're still in touch. A huge, huge Habs fan, and Mm. was raised a Habs fan, and Mm. lives in Toronto. The day after Game Seven, he went out and bought all the newspapers all of them with all the covers. And he posted a photo of it on, on Instagram. And I'm just like, ah, I love it. But um, so, and his, so what he a was day that was, oh my God. So the, oh, so good. Mm. Um, but his dad, who's like in his almost 90, I guess now, he sends me emails. He, um, Wow. So sweet. Habstand too, right? And, and last time he was in Montreal, he picked up some, Habs binders and had Lance give them to me. <laughs> so sweet. But um, yeah, nice. he sent he sent an email to me <laughs> over the weekend and said that um, you know, basically, so so anyway, the, the team photo, he attached it to the email, which is awesome, like the end of year mm-hmm. team photo. And you know, just a lot of lovely sentiments and how how we're gonna get back there again and then he said then the good thing is that this is this is going to nag the Leafs for years and and Leafs fans for years like there there's like they don't know they just have no idea Mm -hmm. it's the craziest thing because um if I were a Leafs fan I would take solace in the fact that uh we were you know you know, freaking donkey punched by a team that made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But no, they can't, unfortunately. <laughs> nope. You know, it's it's they sad, no, pathetic, and I think I've used the word before, churlish. 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 I like that word a lot. Yeah, so, but that is like great, the greatest thing. Yes, we've it always, is. We're always going to have that over them. Absolutely. I'm trying to think um, what else was going on with Bergevin at that presser. So he also mentioned um, that the situation with Dom, Dominic Ducharme, it's to him, it's going to be an open and shut case. Dominic Ducharme will be the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens next season. It's yeah. not official. It's me speculating just based on what uh, Bergevin said. If for some reason they can't get a contract together for whatever, it would be like, I mean, not a calamity. But I mean, I would be shocked if they can't figure out a way to get Dom back. Um, can imagine that, you know, it'd be Dom Richardson, you know, Ducharme Richardson and uh, Boros being the bench bosses again. Somebody was speculating Burroughs to the AHL. That, I think I have on authority, may not be the case. Who was... I have to look around for that tweet that somebody... Oh, so, kind of a sidebar. Dominic Ducharme's Wikipedia profile, the picture I put up was already pulled down. Oh, really? Yep, they're, they're tight about that stuff. But I updated it for the finals. Where is that thing? 
Oh, I just it. realized in 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 my piece yesterday, I forgot. I totally forgot the part about how like I was just thinking, going over it in my head about how Dom Ducharme also was sidelined with COVID for like whatever yep. four games. That was in my Wikipedia article. Where was it in your piece, Veronica? I might have mentioned it. I don't know. I just I sat down and wrote it all at once. There he is. So according to Marc Olivier Boudouin, that's the oh, yes. uh, the reporter without a check mark. Love it. <laughs> He's uh, at at M O Boudouin one. He's uh, usually uh, he tweets. He's bilingual, but he's usually tweeting in French and whatnot. He says the interview yeah. with Louis Robitaille to obtain the post of head coach for the Laval Rocket has already taken place, and it seems like it went very well. Uh, the Habs like Robitaille very much, and the ball may already be in his court to be continued. Now, I don't know if it's Robitaille or Robitaille. Robitaille. Yeah, Louis Robitaille. Um, Robitaille himself was a coach. Uh, oop, now I gotta look up all this stuff. Uh, no, that's not, that's the wrong Robitaille. There's more than one in the <laughs> hockey lore. Louis Robitaille was the coach of... My God, where the heck is he? He was an Albany Devil for a year, <laughs> back in 2010, 2011. How come I can't yeah. find his coaching? I think he's a uh, uh, he coached in the queue for a bit. I thought I had it here. Oh, I found his LinkedIn. Gossip. General manager and head coach of Olympic de Gatineau? No way. I have gossip. You do have gossip. Well, I found his coaching record. Oh, okay. Uh, the Victoria, okay. the Victoriaville Tigre. He's the head coach for those guys for the past uh, five years. Um, but yeah, he's all been around the. He's been around the queue for the past decade, coaching. So we'll see about it. Haven't really, never been on my radar before that guy. So who knows? So what's the gossip? So with this, um, with this um, resignation of Bouchard, yes, about Dale Weiss was talking shit about that guy. Oh yeah, no, no. Dale Weiss says that Bouchard was like a, a a diddler with kids, and I don't believe that for a second. A diddler? Yeah, like a physical abuser type of guy. Oh, okay. That's not what I. Okay. Um, what did you hear? Yeah, and it wasn't. It, well, it wasn't um, just him either. I'm trying to think of the guys, uh, the other guys' names. Anyway. Were they all in Habs Nightly? Bouchard is not unanimous, apparently. I mean, players. not unanimous. Oh, with players. Oh, well. I mean, you asked Jake Evans, and he had nothing but nice things to say about Bouchard. Yes, yeah. Kotka Niemi, nothing but nice things to say about Bouchard. Um... You ask, any, you ask any veteran, they don't like him for some reason. Makes you yeah. wonder. Who knows? But yeah, no, no. So so to, to clear up what I said. Does that name ring a bell? Is that is that right? Who? Mm. I'm not sure. I have to go look it up. But no, I recall at one point Dale Weiss had mentioned something. He alluded to it, and I should correct myself right now. He that he alluded to that you I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have yeah. this right in front of me. 
that if you have a kid in hockey, you want to keep him away from Bouchard. Hmm. It's like, what? Wow. Interesting. So, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to go over again what he said, because this was something like a year ago. I thought it just struck me as odd, like of all the things, because Bouchard is, seems like a great coach, everything like yeah. up until that point, when, when Weiss had mentioned that, like anytime a player or anybody speaks to Bouchard, he's a stand up guy. So, um, not really sure what to make of any of that. Speculative, again. False, yeah. We we can neither confirm nor deny. And what we can confirm, though, is that Bouchard did leave willingly. Took a lateral over to the Anaheim Ducks organization. Yeah. He will be the coach of the Gulls, and he is now dead to me forever. Yeah, who cares? Even though I... Gulls, baby. So, there he goes. <laughs> The San, Diego, the San Diego Gulls. What a strange, strange thing. But, I, I mean, one has to one has to um, admit that uh, the pipeline to head coach was shut. Yeah. To him. Um, yeah. Given Ducharme's success. And, uh, let's see here. And he probably has a, a greater chance of success of actually coaching at the NHL over in Anaheim. So who knows? Maybe we'll see the Habs up against uh, Coach Bouchard whenever they make their Western road trip. And in hindsight too, eh? Um, you know how brusque Bergerin was after Dom went down with, um, I was going to say chicken pox, COVID. Um, and he was asked, I think it was by Arpin, will Bouchard be joining the coaching staff? Because I think he left. Didn't he at one point? He left the bubble. But anyway, the only response was we're, we, we're working with the coaching staff that we have. Oh, yeah. There was some... I forget what the heck the whole hubbub was about that. But like Bouchard was not in the bubble in any way, shape, or form at, at, at any point during the regular season or the playoffs when it comes to the Habs. Like he, he wasn't, wasn't he working with the black aces. Why would he? I don't. Oh, well, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. I think um, it was asked. Yeah. Like you said, it was asked, but like Bouchard wasn't, I mean, once the Laval season ended, done off season for him, vacation or whatever. Yeah. They do. <laughs> this of course, coming off the fact that, you know, Laval had the greatest season in recent memory. As well, winning the North Division handedly, yes. handedly winning the North Division, which, um, according to the rest of the hockey world, doesn't matter even in the AHL. We'll see what happens next season and yeah. uh, go from there because that was really exciting. And it makes it so much more stark that losing Bouchard now after such a tremendous season uh, for the Habs, a minor league affiliate, which, um, you know, they have been a long-suffering team, the Baby Habs. So it was good to see some success go their way. Yeah. You remember when um everybody freaked out when Gallagher and Price were playing that game for the Rocket? <laughs> that seems like a decade ago. Remember when everybody was freaking out about Shay's thumb sling? Oh, yeah. Including you, remember, in DMs? <laughs> well, he didn't score. He scored once. Actually, excuse me. He got one he's goal. A monster. One goal. Did it with a thumb sling. 
He did it with a thumb sling. Good for him. Good for him. And he uh, killed a couple guys too with his shot. Killed Especially, a couple, I think it was Tampa. Killed a, killed a couple guys in general. <laughs> All right, I don't need that one. I need the other one. Okay, here we go. So we've been talking a lot about the uh, the bench. Let's talk about some of the yeah. players. Corey Perry at his media availability wants the full Montreal experience. He wants to be back, and the Habs should keep him. Keep, 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 keep. Absolutely keep Corey Perry. What a yeah. what a player. I would yeah. not have expected that. Maybe I should have asked some people from Dallas last year, you know? Yeah. But man, what a what a crazy, crazy thing for them. Um, of course, it's coming on the heels of uh, you know, uh, we're gonna have a free agency at some point. We're gonna have um all sorts of stuff. You gotta fix your screen, Veronica. I know, I know. Like just one day, just gonna get lights and we're gonna fix it, regardless. Um, we haven't even talked about the expansion draft because that's coming up as well in two weeks. Everything's gonna come as it's gonna be a freight train at some point. Habs have fourteen million bucks to spend on players, and these are the players that they have to spend them on. Corey Perry, that's one player. Yoel Armia is a UFA. Philip Deneau, that's the big one, UFA. Eric Stahl, yeah. UFA. Not sure about Eric Stahl. Thomas Tatar, not sure about him either, UFA. Arturi Lekkanen, RFA. He's going to get a contract. Jesperi Kotkaniemi, RFA. Needs a contract. And then aside from that, John Merrill and Eric Gustafson. And I'm not sure that they're going to be kept, those two. Not sure. But uh, a lot of work money-wise has to be done. I didn't realize that John Merrill was the same guy from that video last year. I've, I never, it never clicked mm -hmm, for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never computed. Now, some things with the cap that are hitting the Habs right now, too. We still have the buyout of Carl Alsner to go through. He's eating oh, up. Oh, my God. He's eating up $2 million this coming season. And then uh, a little stranger tidbit, uh, because of player bonuses in the playoffs, and there's like another half million that the Habs don't have against the cap next year because they have to pay players for being so good. Of which, something I wanted to mention last week at the end of uh, you know the series, guess who scored the most goals for the Habs in the playoffs? Yes, Barry Katanyemi. No. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Tripoli? Nope. Um, I'm going to double check that one, actually. I thought I had it here. I'm getting it up right now, so I can double check it all. Uh, nope, not Tripoli, not Kotka Niemi. The answer might surprise you. I know. That's what I'm trying to... The answer might surprise me. Or might not. <laughs> um... <gasps> um... Josh? Nope. Hmm. 
I can't guess. Nick Suzuki. Oh, too obvious. Seven goals to Tyler Toffoli's five and Yoel Armia's five and Jesperi Kotkaniemi's five and Josh Anderson's five. So, right. You you had most of them. Who led the team in assists in the playoffs? Who? Cole Caulfield? Nope. Nope. Assists. Assists. Helpers. Um, Apples. Paul Byron? Nope. Hmm. Um, oh, Armia? Oh, Corey Perry. Nope, nope. Oh. Nick Suzuki. Oh my God. <laughs> Nick Suzuki led the team in goals, assists, and points, which of course makes sense since he led the other two. But um, yeah, so with assists, he actually tied Tyler Toffoli with nine. Followed by Cole Caulfield with eight and Corey Perry with six and Eric Stahl with six. And Joel Joel Edmondson was six and Jeff Petrie was six. But yeah, points wise, Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki with 16, Tyler Toffoli 14, Cole Caulfield with 12, Corey Perry with 10. Nick Suzuki led, you know, the the important stats, you know, the basic ones. He led the team in, in both of them. I didn't really wow. realize that until I actually looked at it. And okay, I'm uh, shutting up my video for one second while I change my lighting. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Still be here, no problem. Just keep tacking. No problem. Um, let's see here. Ah. Trying to think of what else was next on that. Oh yeah, talking about players. So Corey Perry. Corey Perry's availability. I mean, it looked like he was on the verge of tears half the time. The I know guy. he was getting emotional. He was. Almost the entirety of his thing. When he's talking about getting the experience. Also being able to see his freaking family. You know. Because yes. we don't. We just. We don't. It doesn't compute with us about how, you know, detached most of the players were with were from their families. Like Corey Perry was probably going. I think he was going on prop almost a year or something like that. Eight months. So, same thing the, with well, same I thing think, with Eric well, he, Stahl too. He was quarantining in January, right? Did you like my haircut? Yes, looks very um, Julie Petrie. <laughs> um, yeah, Eric Stahl, John Merrill, all those guys. So a lot of them, but Corey Perry to me was the most eye-opening uh, exchange because um, he said he rooted for the Habs as a kid. Yeah. He wants the experience. He wants the fans. He wants everything. So give it to him, Mark. Whatever yeah. it is, make that work. Because that would be yeah. a tragedy to just let him go. Too important. And uh, you know, Oops. Eric's what's up? He's both a regular season and postseason performer. Oh yeah. I mean, when he I, was on the uh the taxi squad, you know, it made sense to have Corey Perry on the taxi squad because we just yeah. didn't know that. I remember when he got slotted in from the taxi squad, people were saying, like, what the hell is going on? I was probably yeah. one of them. And then, you know, we found out pretty damn quick. Why? Yeah. And I'm, I think the coaching staff did, too. They're like, oh. I just guy, love watching him. Guy's a player. Yeah. The Perry, the, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Perry Waltz. I yeah. like. <laughs> he forces other players to play at his speed. Yes. Forces them to. Yeah. 
It's really good. I like it. Oh, I, I really him. enjoy that. He's so cerebral. It's awesome. Yes. Um, like what's he? What's he doing? Holy shit! Mm-hmm. And Eric Stahl's post uh, interview too was I thought pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't have any of the uh, the quotes in front of me though, but he's shaved. He looks like he's twelve. Yes. Yeah. He does look <laughs> like he's twelve. But um, you know, he was mostly talking about his family and his boys and. He'll, for the future of, he, he wants to keep playing hockey. I mean, he's no spring chicken now, as as Corey Perry is not in hockey terms. Um, yeah. But no, he still wants to play. Right, they asked, him, they asked him about Nick Suzuki. Yeah. And the uh, biggest thing for me is watching, was watching how he's prepared and how he shows up in his day-to-day habits. Um, work ethic, pretty much. And that's good. Then they had Caden Primo on. I know. And that was an interesting sidebar. Of all the of all the players to have, Caden Primo, I'm, I'm sure his interview was quick. All right, get out there for press availability. Yeah. And if anything, Primo, he's probably going to be the uh, the first, uh, you know, the 1A. He's going to be the, the guy at the Laval Rocket, the main dude. Which is good. Uh, him and uh, McNiven, I think, would be the 1 and 2 in Laval. Do we still no. have that? No. Um... Lindgren. Yeah. Prime Pro Lindgren. But then we would definitely have McNiven down at uh, Le Leon de Trois Rivi- uh, <laughs> Rivieres down there, which, you know, the new ECHL team for the Habs is going to be right next door to the Bell Center. Practically. Where's the Three Rivers, the Trois Rivieres? Is that on Where the is island? Trois Rivieres. Um, I hate saying Trois Rivieres. Trois. It's very difficult <laughs> for me. Trois Um, I don't know. I guess I'll just have to Google map it. I think it's like close. Oh yeah, no, it's it's it's, or it's a like suburb. Far. One or the other. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, maybe it's not a suburb, but it's 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 there. It is guesstimated. Oh, son of a bitch! Doesn't have my nice little <laughs> thing there. It's not oh, far. <laughs> it's not far. Maybe like a half hour drive from Montreal, give or take. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Good for them. So it's basically a suburb. Basically a suburb. Good for them. And no, it's good to have all the teams in one location. You know, if they need somebody in Laval, the guy can just freaking, you know, he could run over if he was committed. Enough. Yeah. So that's good. Um, aside from that, Jake Allen, as you've mentioned, probably one of the most, probably the most important guy. And his interview said the whole thing too. I'm there for Carey Price. I'm there to make sure he's a hundred percent. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, good job, man. Appreciate it. I wouldn't good have minded to see how he would do in a playoff game, but I mean, Price was lights out. I get it. Yeah, against the Lightning, he had some games, but you're not gonna. Freaking switch out price in the cup finals. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. I loved how in that. Oh, and he had his uh, handlebar mustache. I was like, yes. Philippe Dano was illuminating. Oh, yeah. He was very yeah. good. Yeah. It was after that game that was kind of a clunker for um, in Tampa. Mm. Game two. That Dominique Ducharme said, you're asking me who's going to be in nuts on Wednesday or whatever. It's going to be Carey Price. Oh, yeah. It's Carey Price. Price. Is be Easy. Done. Okay. 
don't ask me that question. My job when it comes to goaltending is very easy. Carry Price all the time. <laughs> so what about Philip Deneau? Did you like? Well, um, he confirmed that he turned down a contract. Yes, he did. That is right. It was quite illuminating. He did turn that down. He said, I don't like it. And I don't my, like it. And my play suffered because of it. Yeah. And then he said, I then I then I decided not to pay attention to it, and then I got good again. It's like thanks, Phil. Did you see what's his wife's name? Marie? Oh, isn't Marie? Hmm. Damn it. Her Instagram post, like just the um, tribute to Philippe was so lovely. And yes. you know, we talked about the difficult year um, um, uh, contract talks and all that stuff. And then she posted several pictures on her. Marie-Pierre Deneau. Marie-Pierre. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet. Yep, they did yeah. very well and there. All, all of the posts. And then Carrie Price yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Carrie Price posts once in a blue moon decides yeah. to, you know, shatter everybody's heart. <laughs> He had a great tribute to everybody and a lot of good pictures, which was really nice. I know um, when when the series was ultimately decided, um, Angela Price's uh, story was saying that I wish I were there for him, which is very touching as well. Talking about um, the media availability or whatever that's called. Ben Sherratt basically erected a statue for Shea Weber. Oh yeah. Like right on the table, got mortar, yeah. got mortar, brick, and just <laughs> slapped it together. It was crazy. Absolutely nuts. There. Oh my God. I missed them so much already. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Are they going to play baseball? Well, the BC boys are probably all on their way if Ooh. not no they're they're here already no probably josh sure. so they play with josh um george's petrie they got a place out out in Kelowna now too josh what, so what's his name sorry george's george's sorry jesus king george's um, <laughs> josh george's is mm-hmm. out there and they golf and play baseball yeah they but they have like the big baseball event when is that so the big baseball event it always happens different like brendan gallagher's isn't here in vancouver anymore which makes me crazy oh he'll come over for that uh so yeah we'll have to check that out um i'm not sure what the situation is right now in Kelowna. Mm -hmm. uh covid wise right because they were kind of COVID idiots out there for mm-hmm, a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're right, going to split right. their time. I think the prices are going to split their time between Washington State and BC, I think. Yeah. One of one of Angela Price's stories, I mentioned that because um, one of the kids are starting school. And I think... Probably the eldest. That's... um. I think she's going to school in BC. I forget, actually. I don't remember if she wanted her anglicized or francicized. Right. I don't recall. I'm assuming anglicized, but 
don't keep track of her kids. Not I, my... I would hope Frenchified. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, I know. But speaking of my family, I have a. Oh, Christ. How is she related to me? <laughs> um, How is she related to you? Oh, my God. Okay, 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 okay. So, 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 my, my, my grandmother's brother. So, my great uncle, I think he has a cousin, and this cousin has a kid. Okay. The cousin so, of my great uncle, we'll call her Veronique, because that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> She's mostly Francophone, very little English. We, we, we see each other sometimes at family gatherings, because my family, when they get a gathering, it's a gathering. So, so, she wants her kid, and the kid is 100% Quebecois. French, French, French as can be. She spoke to my aunt to get her kid to live in Carolina with her for the summer. To get her anglicized. To get her to learn English. Yeah, And immersed. I was like... Immersion. How old is he? She... The daughter um, is oh sorry, teenager, four, yeah. 13, 14 maybe. Ooh, yeah, it's Coming back with a southern accent. Oh, uh, that won't be that bad. The, no, my aunt's not southern accent at all. North Carolina right, is right, kind right. of kind of mid midway there. Um, but That's but, cool. but but the thing is, she drove to the border to have the my family meet her at the border. They weren't having it. The border agents, no one letter. The Canadians on the Canadian side? Either or, I, whatever it is. I mean, the border. So you're at the border speaking to the border agent. They said that, you know, they you can't have the kid walk across, you know, the family. Right. It was a whole, well, it wasn't like a whole thing, but like, <laughs> like they couldn't do it. So what they did is that they put her on a plane and sent her to Albany <laughs> to get her picked up. Right. I couldn't believe it. I was like, and then the funny thing, like the connecting flight was like in fucking Georgia. It's like, excuse me, are you kidding me? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, that that so whole that whole rigmarole got filtered. I'm sorry I went off on a tangent. It just made me think of this crazy situation the family okay. had to deal with this particular weekend, <laughs> trying <laughs> to get this poor Quebecois child into the United States so she can learn English in a very yeah. in a very posh region. Of uh, North Carolina. Ooh. Yes. So isn't there like beautiful beaches there? Sort of. In North Carolina? Uh, or am I thinking of someplace Mer else? You're thinking of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yes, that's Carolina. what I'm thinking of, Myrtle Beach. South Carolina. So beautiful. Speaking of South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, when I was in high school, uh, back when there were dial-up modems, well, I was in music band choir you know stuff like that and for whatever reason there was there was like a, a competition for 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 high school bands and crap in myrtle beach so every year my high school would go and we'd usually get like second or third place or something like that but that was like a big yearly thing you know all the band geeks geeks get into a bus go to south carolina and just you know putz around like freaking kids all the time I remember our one AP history teacher would get loaded. <laughs> he was cool though. He was. Really it looks. Cool. It looks like a very beautiful. 
It is very nice. It's very nice. I would like to go back once, you know, the world is the world again. One day. One day. Sometime (laughs) soon-ish, perhaps. Anyway, media availability. Jeff Petrie. We finally realized what happened to his eyes. (gasps) Yes. I couldn't believe that. So the story is, when Jeff Petrie punched out the glass... Uh, and broke his finger and everyone recalls the injury he was sliding along the boards and his hand went through one of the camera holes for the for the glass there and it it didn't dislocate his finger it broke it so in in lieu of having surgery done because that would have kicked him out of the finals and this was during game two or one of the vegas uh series i remember yeah uh so in lieu of having surgery they had to set it, reset it, and then put a cast on it. And apparently, the pain of getting the finger reset made him pass out. And in that moment, all the freaking blood vessels in his eyes popped. <laughs> that's And that's what happened to Jeff Petrie's eyes. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. Why didn't they anesthetize him? Do it now, Doc. Ooh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. But it made for a great uh, montage. Just some of the greatest photos coming out of, this, coming out of the, the playoffs is Petrie, Gallagher, and Perry just fucking beat the shit. Yeah. <laughs> there they all are. Poor Gallagher. <laughs> my God. I, I'm still heated about that. But yeah. What can you do? Um, he was. Yeah, he's he was not. He was feel bad for him. Mm hmm. But like Sherratt, Perry, uh, Petrie mentioned nothing but the greatness of uh, Shea Weber. Yeah. And um, and yeah, uh, back to his injury, he had to tape uh, his fingers together. So he wasn't as good with a stick, which couldn't even really notice any of that. I mean, I, no. of course, he wasn't taking all that many shots, but I mean, he was still playing to play, which is good. Um, I mean, there's so much. Paul Byron's media availability, too, was really good. Oof. He pretty much put a love letter out to the city, the fans, the team, everything. He's all about it. And did you see um, yesterday? What I see yesterday. All of the, all of the guys. Oh, Corey Perry, by the way, had no fucking idea what Kucherov said about Perhaps yeah, that was kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> he, I've, like, he quite obviously had no idea. No idea. No, and actually, you know, it's kind of funny because Mark Dumont put that really well. You know, people are asking him in the chat, what do you think of Kucherov's comments, right? Because anybody can ask anything on Twitch, the good and bad of it. Right, right, and right. And he's saying, I'm going to say this one thing about Kucherov. It's like, you know, one nothing Habs fans because he just won the Stanley Cup and he was just, he was just thinking about Montreal fans. Yeah. Mark Dumont's right. Yep. I don't give Dumont a lot, but he's right about no. that. 100% <laughs> right about that. Aaron Ward mentioned that last week, too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, maybe maybe Dumont, like, piggybacked off that, but it is correct either way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but what was I to say? Oh, so related to that, the a bunch of the players um, posted thanks to the fans videos yesterday on the Habs Twitter. That's right. <laughs> Shea Weber gets so uncomfortable, eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or yes, Shea he Weber. Does. No, he but they hate attention. 
they all they all did very well i'm trying to think what else is going on gallagher gallagher is always so like smiley and good yeah he's pretty sweet he's awesome i mean i'm I'm trying robbed yeah he did right comes back from the stanley cup final his freaking apartments busted into and he has so much stuff that like the memorabilia the signed stuff that's just it's it's almost it's practically irreplaceable yeah an absolute shame where are these people going to sell that ebay well i mean i'm sure somebody's gonna try to track it down but yeah that'd be quite an operation it would be great yeah it would be great Oh, let's see. Armia, Kotkaniemi, Suzuki, Caulfield, all their media availability. Uh, Kotkaniemi mentioned, I'm going to work on my skating in the offseason. Okay, he still looks like Gumby every once in a while on skates, but that's okay. Caulfield, he is going to be the... mm, The thing about Caulfield, he's going to be eligible for the Calder next year because he technically hasn't had his rookie season yet. Nope is pretty great yeah uh, what the heck is he saying about his off season training uh he just says i'm gonna work on everything so uh, gonna see how that works yeah different tune than what paling mentioned <laughs> though as is though i think that was actually something else mark dumont mentioned about ryan paling is that after you know, stunning the Maple Leafs by scoring four goals in one game, including yeah. the shootout. <laughs> then going to the AHL and figuring Insane. out, oh, I can't really dangle my way around everybody all the time. Apparently, uh, Paling sobered up a bit to the work ethic, you know, needed to be an NHL player. And Good. it kind of showed. You know, again, this is uh, what Mark Dumont had mentioned. And uh, he also further alludes to, um, you know... The success, the success of the Rocket, because Paling was pretty much an integral part of that, playing first or second line center uh, for Laval, and look yeah. at the result of the team. Can't discount that. So maybe, maybe we'll see some Paling. We'll definitely see him at the training camp and going from there. The protected list comes out on Saturday. Saturday? I thought it was Saturday. The protected list. I actually do have that here. Like Elliot Friedman said Ooh. that in his 31 Thoughts. Elliot. Elliot. Yes. July 17, Saturday by 5 p.m. Uh, teams must submit protected lists to the expansion draft to the league. But then Sunday, July 18, NHL must approve and distribute the lists to... All NHL teams by 10 a.m. and they'll be made public. So either the 17th or 18th. So this so we find out on Sunday. This weekend we'll find yeah. out what the protected list is, and that's going to be major, major news. <laughs> because then what goes on? Well, on Wednesday, July 21 of next week is the expansion draft. So we get to have our first look at the Seattle Kraken, and of course who uh, Montreal ends up protecting or not protecting. Something that we haven't even mentioned because we were talking about the media availability for everybody. Yeah, It's a whole, man, when it comes to those protected lists, oof, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's something's got, something's going to give. It may be 
maybe Lekanen, Armia, Byron, one of those guys, maybe Sherratt. Oh. You know, it's going to be a lot. And who knows? Maybe this they decide not to protect Jake Allen. Makes you wonder. No. It's, it's pretty wild. It took us long, so long to get him. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Keep him. It's obvious his his worth is obvious. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Um, I was actually just going to run to Cap Friendly to see who exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say run to the store. Just going to run over to the <laughs> store to get myself a, a Three Musketeers bar. Do you have a depth downstairs or, or anything like that? A depth. A depth. A depender. Oh, Do you have no. A, like a convenience store nearby? I, it's sort of kind of nearby. Like when I right. walk, I have to go across like a traffic circle and then right. I have to go on a road that doesn't have a sidewalk. And then, and then I get to like the real street, which is honestly the, the main artery of Colony where I live, Wolf Road. And yeah. um, that's a big old road. But then the tertiary where I live doesn't have like a sidewalk. It's weird. It makes me freaking stupid. I hate it. <laughs> um, Where is the interactive Seattle Expansion Draft Simulator? Found Cap it. Friendly. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just looking to see who needs to be protected or who doesn't need to be. Oh, this is way more complicated to do on the fly than I thought. Wow. A lot of decisions. Because another big decision is what's going on with Jonathan Drouin. The only thing right. mentioned about him by Bergevin was that he can't talk about it. It's a sensitive topic. That's paraphrasing him. But Jonathan Drouin is doing well. That's all. Uh, whether or not he's still a hab man, who knows at this point. When it comes to the Seattle draft, you know, if you're the Montreal Canadiens and depend, like it's all, again, speculation. He's our highest paid forward. Tied with Josh Anderson, actually, at $5.5 million. If the Kraken can take that, that's money that can go all sorts of places. It's interesting, especially because Alexander Ovechkin's uh, UFA. Yay. Could you imagine a line of Ovechkin, Holy Suzuki, shit. and Caulfield? Are you kidding? <laughs> Could you imagine Corey Perry and Alexander Ovechkin on the same penalty power play? <laughs> Like, excuse me? <laughs> what is this, the All-Star game in 2002? Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's something else. But, um, okay, we're starting to come out, come out at the end of our time. Oh, wow. Yep, yep, we're finally there. Oh, shit, that went by fast. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know, closing thoughts. Uh, it's going to be an interesting week next week. Um, You know, our, our next uh, episode is next Monday, which is going to be right before the expansion draft. But by then, we will have the list of players, and we can probably powwow yeah. about that a little bit, too. Mm. Yeah. Heart attacks. Losing Lekkonen would be a shock, given that he scored yeah. he scored the most, important, the most important goal in Habs history in, like, the past 30 years. Yeah. yeah. He brought the team to the fucking cup finals. <laughs> of all players... Arturi Lekin. Yeah. <laughs> Only because we all know when he takes a shot, nope. 
It doesn't oh. go in until this time. It did. <laughs> yeah. He beat what, Mark um, Knuckles, Andre Fleury. Knuckles was saying. Um, no, he beat. Um, oh, was it Leonard? Leonard? Oh, it was, it was Leonard. Leonard. Excuse me. It totally yeah, was yeah, yeah, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. What a disaster for the Golden Knights. The goalie nonsense that they do. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, yeah. Well, that's their own fault. Too bad. But so yeah, sad. that's what Knuckles was saying was was rationalizing pl- pl- playing Lekunin over Tatar because he said Lekunin has more of a chance of sc- scoring a goal off his ass. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something. I feel bad for Tatar. I really like Tatar a lot, but um. So do I. He's such a and he was so, you know such a gentleman and a good sport but for sure that's one that'll probably not be protected you'll see yeah probably not i mean yeah. but you you could just see from the playoffs like oh man i mean he wasn't good against the leafs it just didn't work i, I mean, totally was, forgot that he even played in that series he was tenacious and I, that's what i saw i saw yeah i mean he's there and i yeah. was always wondering why people are hitting on him but as soon as he comes out and there was like immediate success i was like mm, okay Maybe Tatar was the problem. A little bit. Just yeah. a little bit off with the synchronicity yeah. of everything. But what can you do? Um, well, that's it for tonight, I suppose. <laughs> Don't forget to check out the article on happyhour.com. Yep, happyhour.com. Uh, navigate to articles and the Montreal Canadiens articles, and you'll find it there. Also, yeah. uh, past articles by Arien at Katkaniemi on the Twitter. And you can also expect more articles from her in the future. Yeah. And Veronica, if she feel, ever feels like writing. Again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I have to I have to be inspired. <laughs> yes. If I, if I were paid to do that, holy crap. Oh, I'd yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us. Okay. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe. Bye. Bye. Um, oh, and we're going to have music again. Back to our- we're going to have fade out music again. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>